Welcome into another episode of Crunch Time. I'm your host, Joe Hamilton, alongside Theo. Theo, how you doing, man? It's great to be with you this evening. Great to uh, be chatting some sports. Doing pretty good, man. Busy, but hey, you know what? We got time to chat it up, so let's chat it up. Oh, man. This is uh, not a busy week for sports, but there's a little, a few storylines I want to get into. The first one is um, kind of, they kind of both tie into each other, so... Zach Hyman is not going to be an all-star. He's a top in top five in scoring in the NHL. Um, Connor Bedard and um, Jack Eichel will not be in the all-star game because of uh, Eichel being hurt and uh, Connor Bedard being hurt. That being said, Vegas will now not have a representative. Okay, that that's the first problem I have. Second problem is, why don't you put Zach Hyman in the All-Star game when the guy's just tearing it up among league leaders in scoring? I I don't understand how you can justify that. Oh, former Leaf this, former Leaf that. It doesn't matter. Numbers are numbers. Yeah. And you know what? You you make a very valid point for a person who's in top five scoring, goals-wise. 47 points overall. He's got a plus 19. He's a decent player. I mean, he's having a career season. Absolutely. To pour salt on the wound, he's born in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He did play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. There are probably some fans that go to Leafs games that wear Hyman jerseys still. But Zach Hyman isn't a pole name, if you know what I mean. You don't go to an all-star game to go watch Zach Hyman. And unfortunately, players like Bedard, Eichel are out. But there are probably a, the NHL feels or the teams feel or the coaches feel, whoever's drawing these last couple of players, or the fans feel, for that matter, that there are better players or players they would rather see on a TV or live at an All-Star game in Toronto. And Zach Hyman isn't one of them. So... But the two reserves, this is what ticks me off about not not having a rep for every team, which they should, and that's the rule, is the two guys going in are somebody from the East End, Vincent Trocek. Then you have Winnipeg Jet. Yeah, Connor. Kyle Connor, who hasn't played a game. He's played two games since the beginning of December, but yet he's going to get the nod to be in the All-Star game? Look, I know you're a Jets fan, but I, you have to even think that's that's Bush League. No. You, no? If you told me before December 2nd, you had two players who were at the top of the goal-scoring race in Austin Matthews and Kyle Connor. Check the stats. Kyle Connor gets injured on a brutal knee-to-knee hit and has to mix six weeks. And thankfully, he's healthy enough to come back before the All-Star break. Do I think he should go? I mean, it's a nice nod for him. He's having a a phenomenal season to follow up a phenomenal season. And before that, a Lady Bing winning season. So, I mean, he's a player that has perennially shown that he's a good offensive player, has a good draw, and probably is the best Winnipeg Jet when he's healthy. Outside of Connor Hallibuck. So when you think about it, you have probably the best stats coach in Rick Bonus on the bench. You have the best goaltender 
in Connor Hallebuck, and you have one of the more exciting upcoming players from Canada in a Canadian team, in a Canadian market, in Kyle Connor. So, I mean, if you're going to tell me you're going to snub Zach Hyman because you're going to put Kyle Connor in, well, who's going to be more exciting? You tell me, Joe. You got 100 bucks for a ticket. Who are you going to go watch? Zach Hyman or Kyle Connor? And be honest with me. Kyle Connor. And there's probably, if you were to check a million votes out there, outside of Toronto, and if you spread out the votes evenly in North America, I'm pretty sure Kyle Connor would get majority of those votes. Okay. What about the fact that Vegas now will not have a representative at the All-Star game? With that okay. being a big rule, that's, that's borderline criminal. I don't know if it's like a is it a is it a rule written in stone? It's a it's rule. Stone rule. Yes, it's a rule. So they're okay. they're going away from that. Which, they're going away from that rule. So who's going to get penalized for that? Does a conference get penalized? I mean, the problem with it is, um, I'm going to just caveat this conversation because here's what I think: um, if you have a representative that is named to an all-star game and he cannot play for a roster. Um, you know, that's not his fault. So technically he is an all-star. Um, you know, like, I mean, I'm looking at the rules here. First 32 participants are needing one from each team. So every market has a rep. We already have some of the biggest stars. We still have lots more room for fans to debate over who wants to win. Okay, is every team. Every team has a player represented. Yes. Um, you know, outside of injury, right? So Jack Eichel was named an all-star. So he's a representative. You can't blame him for being injured. No, I again, I know you keep bringing that part up, but I'm not blaming him for being injured. I'm blaming the fact that you can't replace him with another, maybe have a golden knight go in his place. He, he, I have a couple right here. Off, off the top of my head, Mark Stone or Jonathan Marchito. I can't say his name. You, you get my point. Yeah. You, you, can't, mean, you can't tell me you can't you can't uh, put Marchito in his place. You, you're going to tell me you're going to take Kyle Connor over a guy. I mean, that's just, I just don't get it. I, I don't because I feel like if there's only one representative one representative from a team then somebody else that was close from that team if there is someone close from that team and in, in, in Vegas's case there was they should go see Mark Stone would be the only one I could see Mark Stone John the Marshall show yeah both those guys could possibly go yeah I mean they're not having bad seasons they're having quite good seasons uh, they are beating Jack Eichel in points respectively um, you know, Eichel has 44, or sorry, Stone has 49, Marsh has 40. So, I mean, yeah, you could easily replace one of them, absolutely. But again, is it not a fan vote that fills in the last two reserves? I don't know if the fans had any, anything to do with this. Well, that's that's what ticks me off about the whole thing. The fans didn't have a say in that, they had a say in. 
That's 32 representatives, right? That's that's how every all-star voting is. And then you have a last chance vote. Yep. But there's no such thing as a vote after an injury. Okay. I, to me, that's current criminal. It's, like I said, I'm, I don't think the NHL is going to be fined or break any rules because they have a representative from each team. So it's done. I know, I know. I guess there's a loophole in that, but I think that needs to be changed. LTR. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that's always a big loophole, right? <laughs> oh man. Uh on the other hockey um on the other hockey uh related talk. So the St. Louis Blues have won five in a row. One of those five wins are against the struggling LA Kings. The Los Angeles Kings were a cup contender to start the season. Where have they gone since? I think it was like two, eight, and three in their last seventeen, or two, eight, and six in their last whatever it is. It's it's not good. They've only won two in the last fourteen games. Thank so you. Two two, eight, yeah, thank you. Two, yeah, eight. They're not happy. They're not happy. Uh... I don't know if it's uh, – I don't think it's a coaching thing. I don't think it's a – it's a player thing, simply put. The players just aren't, you know, putting it up for 60 minutes of the game. I mean, they're up 3 nothing and they lose the game. They were up 2-1, they lose the game. Were they not beating your Blues and they lost the game? Uh, by two goals. Yeah. So, you know, they're putting up – they're putting up an inconsistent effort that's not 60 minutes of hockey. And the players are starting to get up other players. And, you know, it's hard when you have a locker room that's not unified. Like, they're unified in one thing. Yeah, they're playing not consistent hockey. They're unified in the fact that nobody's stepping up to the plate. Uh, you made you – have, you have a lineup that should be – pretty dominant and showed it in the first 25 games of the season. But up until now, they've definitely fallen off a little bit to the point that they are going to be struggling to get into the playoffs. And this would be a good time, Theo, to kind of go into your theory because this, um, this came, well, I don't have the exact quote from Drew Doughty, basically saying that guys are too worried about their points than wins. Um, if anyone on that team's going to say something, it's going to be either Doughty or Kopitar. And I'm glad Doughty said it. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, glad no. Doughty. The thing is, you need a captain or assistant captains to call this team out. Yeah. Don't do it embarrassingly. Don't don't. I don't know if in the public would be a good time to do that, but at the same time, Theo, there's no reason to dominate the league the first 25 games, like you said, and to look this bad in the last 14. You know, it's it comes to the point that, you know, Drew Doughty is a team player. Absolutely. You know, he's a Stanley Cup champion. He's a Norris Trophy winner. He's a leader in that room. Absolutely. If you want to knock anybody, you can't knock Drew Doughty. He's been through it all. What he does understand, though, and he, what he does understand is he knows how to play the media to the point that everybody's playing for themselves, not playing for the team. 
But every individual on that team will tell you that hockey has always been a business, no matter what. It's written in their contracts. It's written in their clauses. It's written in their no trade, everything. The bottom line is if you tell a player that they have, you know, 82 games a season to make it to the playoffs, they get a bonus. If you tell a goaltender that they have five shutouts, they get a bonus. If you tell a hockey player, a forward that has 30 goals, you get a bonus. Right now you're making into a business then. And that business is to be the good. That business is to be getting your points. And anybody that has something like that written in their clause or written in their contract will simply say, I don't get the points. If I don't get the shutouts, I don't get the save percentage. If I don't get the assists. If I don't get the playing time, I don't get my bonus. But at the same time, I'm a good enough player to say, you know what? If I don't get A, the team doesn't get B. That's the way hockey has been no matter what, from seven years old till you retire. Ask anybody in a seven, eight-year-old U7, U8 program. They'll tell you, you know, if the media is asking, yeah, it's all about the points. It's all about the team win. Sure, they get groomed like that from seven and eight. But mom and dad in the car are giving you guys the Dairy Queen or the extra Big Mac when you score two goals. And your team wins 5-2. You're still going to get the Big Mac if you lose 5-2 and you get two goals. So where's the business? The business is still in the individual play. The individual play is directly related to how well your team is going to do. Case in point, look at the Winnipeg Jets. They've only scored five goals in the last three games. They're 0-1. They haven't won a game. They've won two. They've tied two and lost both of them in overtime. And they lost the Leafs. And they've had four goals in three games. Guess they aren't passing around the Big Macs anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, that Maxos isn't flying, that's for sure. <laughs> but I mean, I what does this mean for the LA Kings now? I mean, what 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 is what is the end game? What's gonna wake that locker room up? Because as a blues fan, I think the all-star game is gonna break that locker room up. I think that all-star game is gonna say, you know what, guys, here's the six days we get to chill, reset the tone. And if we come and reset the tone out in mid -feb by mid-February, then we know our direction. And a lot of teams are going to be doing that. You know, we could talk about every we could talk about a half a dozen teams that are thankful that the All-Star break is coming, and a half a dozen teams that are like, man, we wish we could have given this All-Star game and not have it at all. So, I mean, you look at it from that standpoint too. Yeah, and from my Blues perspective, you're winning games five in a row. Congratulations! You got one more game. You got to beat. Uh, you got to beat Columbus tomorrow. But you're also being outshot by a lot in all these games. My question to you, Theo, and I saw this on another program. I forget what I saw, like what I saw it on, what I heard it on, but are shots overrated? Are shot totals overrated? No. I mean, well, I said most. Well, Motion. Are you, are you saying yes or no? I'm, 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 I'm asking you. Is it that important? You miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. Simply put. Then, for the life of me, I can't understand how the Blues are getting outshot by this much and losing or winning most of these games. I guess making them count, right? 
Exactly. You just because you take a shot, like you miss, you you don't score on 100 of the shots you don't take. But if you don't take any from anywhere, you're not going to win games. You've been watching Blues highlights lately. I'm sure you've been watching NHL highlights, and I know how busy you are. But what have you seen differently from this team, and, and especially on the power play? Because the power play to me has been night and day from where it was when Craig Bruby was here. They went from 20, the 32nd in the league to now 26th. It's going up. Slowly but surely, but it's still going up. Now, what's the difference? More net front You're presence? Playing. You're playing good teams, Theo. You're, you're, you're playing the last five games. Um, all right, let me... I, I can't pull it up right now. You keep talking. So, in the last five games, uh, actually, the last 10 to 15 games, this whole month of January, you've played nothing but stiff competition the entire month. The entire month. I went into this uh, this month looking before January. I'm like, man, this is going to be a dogfight. Can they even make it out of this 500? So, I, once you see the competition they beat, Theo, you'll understand maybe something's changed. I mean... Okay, just... I'm looking right now. Okay. In January, this month. January alone. Just yeah. looking at January. Okay. They have beaten... They have beaten the West once... Twice, three times, four times, five times. They've beaten five times out of six, the West. They've lost to the East. They've beaten the East, sorry, one, two. They have lost to the East, one, two, three, four, five, six. So they're great against the West. They're not too great against the East. And that's that's a different kind of vibe from Blues teams in the past. They used to dominate the East. And that was a gauntlet to go through. And you're now six games over 500. For a while there, we were asking ourselves, as Blues fans, can we even get to four over 500? I think they had like 10 times before they got to uh, 10 opportunities before they got to four games over. Which is absolutely amazing to me. And your captain's gotten hot. Safe to say, Theo, has he kind of reeled it in in terms of being a captain? Has he reeled in his game? No idea. I mean, he's a veteran. He's been at that thing for a lot of time. He knows what he's doing. But I guess he's found a stride a certain way, so he's doing well. Is there more pressure, Theo, wearing that C? There's more pressure wearing the C, without a question. But I think he's come to terms with something or someone or a group of players in that locker room that have changed the vibe, tilted the scale a little bit to finally figure out what winning is like. When you get on a losing skid, you don't have parts of your game working in the right direction. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, you, you get used to that feeling. But when you start putting the wins together and you start knowing what that feels like, the locker room's a lot more fun to be in. Less of a struggle. And you have more of a belief that you're going to go in and win every game. Doesn't matter if you get down by one. This team got down by one or two, one even 
uh, under Craig Berube, they were done. And I'm not saying that was Craig Berube's fault, okay? But they weren't playing for him. Right. Now, it seems like when they go one, two down, they have belief. We're going to win every game. And for not having the most talented roster in the league, yes, I said it, they don't. They're really, really impressing me right now. And two weeks ago, Theo, did you ever think I was going to say this on a show? That they were impressing me? The way I, the, how bad I was talking about this team. I mean, Joe, you're wishy-washy anyway, to begin with, to be honest. One week you say one thing, one week you say something. No, no, not now with this team. Yeah, 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 not- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I guess I go along with the roller coaster of the season. You know what I mean? You win two, you lose. You win two, you're happy. You lose two. It, this whole team needs to be traded. You know, that, that type of thing. And, yeah. and that's our place. Terrible. Fire the goaltender. Keep well, hey, the I, I never said Start fire the goaltender. Next year. Bennington's I never. Go. No, uh, no. Captain. We're I've asked you, and I've also, I've also asked you about that, though, Theo, about Bucinavich being traded and, with yeah. Bennington, and, and that was just Overtime, a fan-made-up up, fan rumor. But getting in most, if you're going to go into that rebuilding like phase – you're going to want to maximize your dollar. That is why I was talking about that. Now, that talk's going away. You're six you games on. over 500, not six games under. So, I don't know, man. It's, I, I'm just along for the ride at this point. You've always been along for the ride. You're a fan. What about you, you, you Theo? What about, what about you, Theo? I haven't once heard you say about the Winnipeg Jets, how they are a cup contender. Because let's be honest. Okay, no, why? They're not, they're not because this same thing happened last year when they started to skid before the All-Star game. The same thing happened when we were like, wow, we're kind of surprised at what they're doing. They're putting together a show. The problem, the difference is from this year compared to last year is the core. You've gotten rid of two players, three players that were, I don't want to say cancerous, but they weren't buying into the team system and they were causing a lot of problems. We have a big we have a big hole to fill in the middle with Mark Shifley right now because he's still not playing. Kyle Connor, like you said, probably didn't deserve the nod, but before December, he was absolutely a shoe-in for the All-Star game. But we've got players that are on the injured list, and we've been done with the injury bug for a little bit here. So my response is I'm hesitant to call him a cup contender because, yes, they've had an amazing 50 games. But coming back in February, you know, they get a game every two days. So for two months, they play 30 games. Yeah, it's a serious schedule, back-to-backs, what have you. But it's how you respond after this All-Star game. And whether or not you're going to keep it even keel, keep it ready to go, hopefully the injury bug has gone its way through this team. And come, you know, March or April 18th, when that regular season is over, the Winnipeg Jets are playing even better hockey than they were compared to a week ago. Because I'm a little scared what happens when you play Eastern opponents when you get to the finals. I'm a little scared when it comes to, okay, we don't, like, we've had tremendous goal-scoring depth recently, but not as of late. And when your fourth line is all plus eights, plus sevens, and that's pretty respectful. Um, You were leading the league in 
goal differential five on five. You were you had a 34 game or 33 game run where you didn't allow three goals or more defensively. And that's all gone to the wayside the last four games. So this time for this team, one of the teams now, the Winnipeg Jets, this all-star game could be a blessing in disguise. It may resurge Kyle Connor. It may hurt Connor Hellebuck because we all know all-star games are never great for goaltenders. We all know they're great for shooters and great for the skilled players. So, um, you know, it's, I'm hesitant to saying we're cup contenders because we're not even in February and this season goes until June. We got four and a half months to raise the cup still. Um, and I think a lot of teams will consider consider parity now more than ever because it could be a blockbuster trade. It could be a little blip at the March 8th deadline. Who knows? But I mean, this team is pretty solid from top to bottom. Yeah. We could always use more goal scoring. But when one run or one wheel isn't turning, three other wheels are. And the other three wheels are turning in the mud and they're just not getting traction. Um, you know, you can't, you can't win many games in March and April, May and June, allowing four goals. You have to tie that up a bit. You have to get back to that defensive game because that's what was working in the first 45 games. So that's my Winnipeg Gent rant. I mean... Call it what it is. I'm I'm hesitant. I would like to call them cup contenders, but I'm not going to. I mean, then if you don't call Winnipeg a cup contender at this point, I mean, we got guys in the in the higher up media. Not us, obviously, because I don't like doing the dubbing teams cup contenders anyway. Doing that before the season, like you can't go into a season preview show or something and say, "Oh, this team's a cup contender." You can't, you can't do it because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if there's going to be an injury. You don't know if if certain guys are going to become cancerous. You don't know that. You don't know if the goaltending is going to be. It may look good on paper on your team, right? But it's if it's you, not, you just said it. No, you just said it. It's the welcome to the whatever network pre-show on who's the cup contenders on paper. Yeah, it's it's awful. It's awful thinking. It's awful thinking, and I wish media would stop doing that. And I'm not calling out the entire hockey media. It's just I get tired of watching – Oh, this team is is poised to make a run. This team, I guess you have to say it for face value, but I think it's I think it's like the old announcer jinx for some teams. Sure. Like look at the LA Kings. Everybody was high on this team. Yeah, for the first 25 games, it worked out and they were cup contenders. I heard it tonight. For the first 25 games, they were cup contenders. What ma- what makes them any different now? Good question. If you're on the yeah, I, I don't quite understand that, but I could talk about this for another hour. But we got we got football to recap, man. I mean, this was a fun. Go ahead. Let's do it quick. All righty. We got next week uh, football too. I'd like to say football. Let's say football for next week. Uh, well, I, I do want to at least I do want to at least touch on one th- one thing. Okay. 
let's go. What is Dan Campbell thinking? You, you're in fourth down twice. Granted, you were close to your end zone, but you need to take the points there, man. I'm telling you right now, you cost your team six points in that game. That game could have been a lot different. That game started to shift in the 49ers' direction when Dan Campbell decided to be an idiot. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. They were playing that game so well. They had a 27-3 lead at halftime. And to just choke it away because you're too aggressive on fourth down? Give your head a shake, man. I'm done. That That's awful. Awful. Don't tell me. Yeah, they'll be back next year, Detroit. But you can't tell me they weren't poised to win this game if their coach was even smart. Just a little bit. That's just my thought. I'm, I know I'm kind of rambling, but go ahead. You can't call Dan Campbell stupid. You can't call Dan Campbell. Can't call Coach Campbell an idiot because he took a Detroit Lions team and won the NFC North. He won games at home for the first time that Detroit has not seen before in over 50 years back-to-back ever, if ever, in the NFL. You've resurged that fan base in Detroit so that there is something to play for and promise for. Yes. You know what? I'm going to chalk it up to not being an idiot, not being stupid. I'm just going to chalk it up to the fact of two things. One, you got outcoached in the second half, but you outcoached San Francisco in the first half. Furthermore, it comes with experience. I mean, as much as Shanahan has has a 500 record in playoffs, Campbell's never been there. So, yeah, okay. That's what I'm going to leave it at. Okay. I mean, just I, I respect that. By the scene. I respect that. I respect that. Do you, uh, before we get out of here, man, uh, you have anything to add? Uh, what am I going to add? No, enjoy the All-Star game if you're going to watch it. If you're going to watch it. I'm, exci- I'm excited for the skills. So, yeah, well, uh, before we go, what was your what is your favorite skill to see? Hardest shot. To this hardest shot? Hardest shot. It, it's, it is mine, too, because uh, Shea Weber, man. Shea Weber got me into the hardest shot. Uh, that dude could drop bombs. So I'm, I can't wait to see um, what's going to happen this year in the hardest shooter. In every every skills competition, you're going to watch the NFL skills at all? Dodgeball? Any of that? I'll listen to Peyton Manning. I'll listen to Peyton Eli for a bit, and that's about it. I really don't. Okay. It doesn't interest me. All right. All right. So, I'm already an NFL fan, right. so for I, me to – Look at it and say, Oh, I'm gonna watch more of it. No, I'll wait till the following Sunday. Okay. I respect that. I respect that. Fourth Theo, I'm Joe. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Until next week, have a great week, a great weekend. See ya.